Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Sophos Moros. Wise fool. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. You're going to lead the podcast with friggin' Latin? Is that what that was? You heard me. Non-Latin speaking bitches. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's funny. Somebody pointed that out once, that uh, sophomore in college, for instance. It's uh, sophos and moros, uh, wise and fool, uh, which is a pretty good description of, of sophomores in college, honestly. And juniors and seniors, for that matter. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the reason I bring that up is uh, it has to do with the, uh, the the battle to the death with the bat that I described, mm. in which nobody died. Um, the bat that invaded my home and, and I had to have county animal control come over and, and my buddy, uh, Costa came over because he's uh, fit and I'm not, I got a messed up arm and the rest of it. And, and we had to move furniture, but one part of the entire experience was very discouraging to me, almost frightening. Was I... it how he kept smiling at your wife? <laughs> <laughs> and she smiled back. Uh, no, it was, um, we have this big, heavy china cabinet thing. It's got the base and then the top, and they're separate parts. The top is, it's like glass shelves, and you put whatever you want to display in your dining room on there. In our case, actually, it's it's pretty interesting. It's a lot of really old stuff that were Judy's moms and dads from, um, the the mugs he was a cb 
and he made mugs in the Philippines, beer mugs for the guys. And I can't remember exactly how it works, but you put oil, motor oil, up to a certain level in an old bottle. And then you put a red hot uh, nut in there. It superheats the oil. And then the uh, then I can't remember. You do one more thing, but then you just tap the bottle and it separates right there at the level of the oil. You do a little light sand job. Then you craft straps and a handle, which, you know, they're CBs. They can make anything in the middle of a, a, a jungle. And they made the guys beer mugs huh. that way. And we have a couple of the beer mugs that uh, her dad made during World War II. So all didn't you, didn't you have a red hot nut in college? <laughs> that's, You've told that's, that story before. It's not the medical term. It's actually a torsion of the spermatic oh. tube. Um, but <laughs> yes. And how did you get that? You were in a circus. <laughs> I did an act in San Francisco on the weekends. Members only club. Have you heard this story before, Sean? <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah. There's really nothing to it per se, but that's yeah, a fairly common thing that happens but anyway. I'm glad it hasn't happened to me oh jeez you want to talk pain mm, please after that oral surgery please let's do it twice it's nothing <laughs> let's get let's get down to this anyway uh so but here's the part that i found disturbing so uh my friend costa comes over and we have to move this super heavy top of the china cabinet thing off of the bottom so then we can move the bottom and tip it over to look for the little bat that's allegedly underneath it. And I'm ready to lift this thing, uh, this big heavy thing, down and onto the floor. And I'm thinking, I'm going to re-injure my arm. I just know I am. And Costa says, all right, here's what we do. Let's, uh, the dining room table right there, We'll uh, let's just drag that over there. Drag that right here to the edge of the china cabinet. Put some blankets on it. Then we can just slide the thing off onto the go. table on the blankets. And I'm like. So it separates us from the monkey. I never. Well, I tell you what. I'm going over there to, to, to join the apes. I never would have thought of that. And I found that so disturbing. Hmm. I'm a reasonably bright guy. I've seen the test results. But I just. I have such a blind spot. For like simple linear thinking stuff. And it just. It. I was actually, I was disturbed how dumb I was <laughs> Wow! about my inability to see an, an innovative solution for that problem. I run into that with my wife sometimes. I'll come up with what I think is a brilliant idea, and she'll say, well, or we could just blank. <laughs> it's the, a tenth as complicated as my scheme hmm. and much more effective. And I just, and the only reason I'm not completely devastated by this realization is that when I was raising my kids, and Jack, I know you, you you think about this too, there are so many different kinds of intelligence Yeah, out there. The idea of somebody smart or not is just a stupid way to look at it, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember there was a major you know book or paper or something that came out that identified seven different kinds of intelligence. At least. This was probably 15 years ago, and they've probably you know, broken it down, but... It was like, um, you know, verbal, mathematical, athletic, musical, um, uh, and there are all sorts of different examples of social. Social's a huge one. Yeah, social I'm intelligence. I'm really hoping video games is on that list. And uh, sure, sure it is, Sean, <laughs> as far as you know. Um, and, and it's funny because my wife, who is not um, like super outgoing and verbal, has incredible intelligence for organization and and linear thinking and designing systems to keep track of things. And I'm I'm practically handicapped in that way. Um, so it was humbling, though. I thought, how could you not? Why, why would you have? You're going to lift it. You're going to carry it all the way. It's a, 
just felt so stupid. <laughs> well, that, that reminded me of one of my uh, infinite reservoirs of quotes that only come up in situations like this. And uh, some think this was an Einstein quote, but there's some debate who actually said it first. The uh, Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Oh, yeah. First of all, yeah. you are the king of those kind of things. I, I, yeah, I you're, the, you're the best at those kind of things of anybody I've ever met in my life. I, I hope I can figure out a way to make it useful in some ways. Have you ever pulled a chick? Oh, yeah. yeah. With the wise Oh, with quote? those? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you should try. I'm, I'm essentially just tall. I, like that's, that, that's the main thing and, that I and, use for that. And thumb. My head sticks up above the crowd yeah, yeah. So in a crowded I'm, bar. I'm, I'm tall. I'll I can, take that one. I'm good at getting bartenders to take my order at crowded bars. You know, <laughs> practical skills. Right. But yeah. the fact that you've always got the, the guru-like saying at hand... That is cool. And that is really a good one. That is a good one. I had I had this experience. For some reason, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't remember why. Here, wait a second. You hit me with that, and I'll be the hot chick at the bar. Everybody's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. But fish don't climb trees. How's your drink doing? <laughs> Getting a little low? So Let me get you another one. When I was in high school, there were, there were guys in high school that worked at the feedlots where I worked that I wouldn't have otherwise known very well. Like we didn't run in the same circles in high school, but working at the feedlot, we became friends because we're, you know, working together. Yeah. Um, and there were several examples of dudes I knew who were at the, they were that guy in high school that like gets all D's and F's and just doesn't even seem to care. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just like, you know, they get a 30 on their math test or whatever it is, and just Oof. they don't even turn in their paper. They're just, you know, yeah. academic just at the end. I never thought much about them. I just figured I probably just assumed they were dumb or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then these guys, I wouldn't, I, but the, the, the couple that were like that, that I got to knew at the feedlot, at the feedlot, they were usually the boss over like 10 other people. And uh, they were ordering people around. You'd get there in the morning, you're going to go do this, you're going to do that, and just capable of doing all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons they hated school is at school they were treated like a child, and they had these jobs as, and I'm talking as a 14-year-old, wow. where you're driving around a car all day long telling people what to do and a tremendous amount of resp responsibility with tons of money on the line and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And But it, they just had, they had a different kind of intelligence. Right. It was not... Whatever academics is, you know, getting it down on paper and blah, 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 whatever that Exciting crap is. Citing your sources and yeah, showing just, your work. That was not their footnotes. thing. Right, right. Well, and I don't want to get off onto this creed too long, but the U.S. is, is fairly unique around the world in that we have said the only legitimate education is academic. Yeah. Not not uh, trades and and and, and uh, oh, hand skills and the, the mechanics level, and the rest of that. How cruel it is to that kind of person is just you can't even, not to mention that you're you know, the nation miss, misses out on that talent and they right. miss out on a way to make a living or whatever. But no, no. The only valid way you can possibly spend your life is to go get a, a social degree and then sit in a cubicle. I was absolutely I blown it. away by that. Like a yeah. guy I just kind of knew was at school. And then I got to and he was like the boss. <laughs> school was a 14 year old. Yeah. Life and, lesson there, huh? Oh, uh, I'd say. My first exposure to that sort of thing was uh, I was in high school and I took an auto shop class because for some reason I was allowed to take auto shop instead of chemistry. And so I said, all right, now I'll, I'll do that. That'd be awesome. Um, but the one of the... They've the, done away with all that sort of stuff. Woodworking, auto shop, any of that stuff that you could be brilliant at and not good at the other thing. They've done away with that because the college track, 
so you can get some sort of degree of, or a cubicle job is the only thing that matters. Anyway, back to your story. But the, one of the kids in the class, and he was probably the best kid in that class, was a notorious just slacker in every other thing. But this guy, when he got his hands on a mechanical thing, could take it apart and reassemble oh, yeah. it in, oh, yeah. in just in an intuitive way that just baffled me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got I've got a friend. He was a head mechanic at a, a tractor place, but he said uh, uh, he said the best mechanic there, who was like practically incapable of writing his name, he said could look at a box full of parts and just like spread them out on the ground and say, oh, it's uh, you know bearings off. You see the way that thing's wearing there and that thing's wearing there. Just like a genius. Wow. But. Yeah. And and I've known plenty of the opposite because I've had the experience of people that scholastic smart scholastically smart get them into different situations. They were like helpless to function as humans. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. I don't know. What do you what, what do you take from that? Uh, There's different kinds of intelligence. Figure out which one you've got. Yeah, and you know find a path where you get to utilize that one. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe be a little less uh, haughty about your own brand of intelligence because I'm a really verbal guy, but. You know, part of it's being married to the girl I'm married to and, and raising three kids is you realize, wait a minute, that person has enormous worth as a human being and a lot of talent, but they don't come off as, you know, quote unquote, really smart, like a verbal person right. does. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more to life than that. I just wish I could count cards. <laughs> That'd be cool. End up in a shallow hole in the desert. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This handy TV binging hint from Positive Sean. So it turns out there's uh, Netflix kind of has a, a little bit of a secret menu thing to help uh, refining searches for if you're trying to find things. So you're not just, you know, browsing through the entirety of their catalog as you scroll through movies. Um, and they, they do so with, uh, I guess there's little kind of secret codes that you can put into the search qualifiers as opposed to just typing out action thrillers or, or things like that. They have all sorts of different weird little codes for categories. Now, it's not going to do me much good just to read you the codes out out loud. Right. Um, but they, you know, movies for ages zero to two is is a, a one four digit code. Wait a second, why don't I know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the since first. Since I have since I have two kids eight to ten, why didn't I know there's a code that uh, I can do that? That'd be code five six one, Jack, for uh, movies for ages eight what? to ten. Um, uh, yeah, uh, mystery, family friendly, food and travel TV, romance, sci fi and fantasy. Um, this is from a, a website called the uh, Taste of Home dot com. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out when I get home later. See if, see if the, the documentaries code of six, eight, three, nine just filters only the documentaries onto my but homepage. Is this anywhere on the Netflix site? I don't believe so. And what this article doesn't do a great job of explaining is, do I need to do this on the website and search their things there with these codes? Or does it actually, uh, incorporate into the user interface that I'm, I'm navigating on my TV. So I'm going to do a little bit of research on this later tonight huh. and uh, and figure out what, what's going on with these. But this is kind of a neat thing if it's true. I have an interest in pornographic horror movies centered on golf. What do you have for <laughs> me? What code is that? I'll text it to you. Hardcore axe murderer golf movies. So it's like a secret menu like they have at In-N-Out Burgers where they don't have it on the menu, but if you're in the know, you can say jungle style. It's that sort of thing? <laughs> right, right. 
Man, I wish you'd quit bringing up food and menus and stuff because I'm really hungry and I'm eating too much. I was just uh, looking at this uh, New York Times article about corned ham. It's like corned beef, but it's corned ham. I'm listening. They're, they're trying <laughs> This one North Carolina, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Carolina chef is trying to repopularize it. It's, it's ham cured in salt, so it's saltier than regular ham. Go I could on. mention anybody... <laughs> Anybody can mention in and out and it's not going to make me hungry. As my, my youngest son, who's got all kinds of uh, issues, he can pretty much the only thing he'll eat right now is In-N-Out burgers. And it's been that way for weeks. Um, so uh, we go to In-N-Out a lot through the drive-thru. And I just, I, I'm so maxed on that. I think I would go ahead and just starve to death before <laughs> I would eat an In-N-Out burger at this point. Oh, boy. I just can't eat another In-N-Out burger. It's funny how you can get sick of something that you like. Um, fast food stuff seems to do that more than uh than anything else. Like, I don't think you could eat enough apples where you'd like get sick of them. <laughs> like, right. oh god, the thought of an apple is going to make me yak. But something about fast food and stuff that comes out of a bag, you know, you've had your fill of it, and it's just like, oh, I don't even want to think about that again. And I'm that way with In and Out right now. Oh well, yeah, it's funny having my kid home from college now for you know God knows how long. Uh, there, there used to be the go-to family meals because, especially when you have three kids, I mean, you just you don't want to listen to them gripe, and so you try to figure out, all right, what are the foods everybody likes more or less? But then you, you tend to lean on them a bit hard. And <laughs> at some point, somebody says, "I'm so tired of blank." Well, yeah. between the three, there's only four foods you'll eat. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're saying. Shut up, you cook. I yeah. had four bowls of the same cereal, pretty much back to back to back to back yesterday. Wow. And were you were you done with it at that point? Oh no, I, I could I could. It was only my my mental saying, you know what? You should probably call it there. That stopped me. It was not what, any sort of physical repulsion. Right, you, you quit what out of shame. Yeah. What, what were, were you having? having? Uh, peanut butter checks. Oh, I haven't had those. Oh, they're they're quite good. <laughs> peanut butter hmm. uh, crunch is my favorite cereal of all time. And uh, I like checks, so sounds like a pretty good combo. Much, well, I gotta get, I'm, I'll be at the store today with a mask and gloves on. Much friendlier to the roof of your mouth than your uh, your peanut butter crunch. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you're know not if I'm supposed to go to the store this week. Don't. I don't think I've you're ever. A bad I don't think I've ever overdone cereal. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, but the I was at In and Out the other day, and for people around the country, that's a, a fast food burger joint, like they all are, with a drive-through. I was at the drive-through the other day. Twenty-five cars in front of me at the drive-through. I counted. Wow, them. wow. That's a long. It goes pretty fast because they're not serving anybody inside, uh, so everybody's working on you know to-go orders uh, through the window. But uh, that's a lot of cars. You know, uh, Maybe, my mom once ordered doggy style on In and Out fries. True oh, story. Geez. No, true story. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was the funniest I mean, moment ever. Oh my god! She meant to say jungle oh style, god. and she just said oh, the wrong word. Oh, oh it's animal god. style, you heathens. Were you, right? Were you Animals. in the? Yes. Were you in, and the kid oh, was laughing through the loudspeaker. Were you in the car when she did it? I don't yes. want to hear my mom ever say that word. <laughs> it was just in the slip up. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, oh my god! And oddly enough, Calvin Broadus Jr., aka Snoop Dogg. Uh, leaned out the window and delivered her MF and fries. <laughs> Yo, here they are, doggy style. Here's your frizzles. <laughs> oh, well. Your frizzle nizzles. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit her2results.com to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. It's kind of an ongoing joke on our show where if one of us is, I don't know, down about something. Yes. We criticize the other one for having lost their capacity for joy. Yes. (laughs) Which is funny. It's closely related to um, our uh, will to live meter. How our WTL is faring. Or a cry for help. Exactly. Um, survey released finds that 9 in 10 Americans believe the world needs more joy. Okay. I suppose I'd get on board with that. It doesn't need less. You couldn't have too much. I don't know if you read the papers. There's, seems to be room for improvement. <laughs> Nine, 90% agree that the world needs more joy. Yeah, Whatever. Eighty-five percent agree that finding joy is more important now than ever. I wouldn't agree with that. That's dumb. Uh, I gotta assume finding joy has been uh, important for cavemen on through now. People covered with lice in the Middle Ages haven't washed in five years because the Pope told them not to. I think you could. They make, stink. Their uh, teeth are rotting out of their head. I think I could make the opposite argument pretty easily. While while uh, you know, until you get to a hundred percent joy. Um, there's always, you know, you could always use more. Uh, finding joy is more important now than ever. It's probably less important now than ever in world history. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you. There's been a lot of starvation and pandemic and war and evil. True and, yeah, It's not more important than ever, but, you know, we've talked about the whole people aren't getting together anymore. Mm. They're online. and True that. As people's souls are unsatisfied. It's possible that America... We're eating Ameri- candy instead of balanced meals. It's possible that Americans have less joy than in the past. I was thinking about that, hanging out with my family over the uh, the weekend, everybody together, which was the norm back in the day. Right. 
is is joy as a concept just something that exists in an affluent thing? Right? You know like what? if I'm battling saber toothed tigers every day, I don't. You know, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need something to unwind. Do you ever have joy? Uh, give me a dictionary definition of joy. Probably should have started there. What the what the freak is joy? <laughs> joy Behar. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly, Joy Behar brings the opposite of joy. Uh, she brings anguish. <laughs> Anguish Behar. Uh, joy, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness, or as a verb, uh, rejoice. I got to believe even cavemen looking for saber-toothed tigers had the, what did you just say? A yeah. feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Yeah, bountiful harvest. You got a, you got a saber-toothed tiger. You're great. Something happened with the grapes, and you're feeling extra good. Sure. And uh, your that's weird. These old grapes taste good. Your wife looks like she's in the mood. I gotta yes. believe you're experiencing joy even then. But even that—that's a side of that is a a consequence of the thing that you were already doing. They didn't have to seek out joy, right? Like they 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 got fulfillment. They're just living their lives. They're living their lives, and as a result of a life well lived. They are experiencing huh. joy. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, kind of the point. Joy was Joe was making. Yeah. Um, yeah, just doing just doing your thing is is the well. Everybody knows this. Philosophers, religious people, going back thousands of years, just doing your thing is what brings you joy. Living a life of purpose, helping mm-hmm. other people, taking mm-hmm. care of your family—that's what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you've ever been fortunate enough to have uh, enough pennies to rub together to buy some things you've ever wanted, you will be disappointed. <laughs> it doesn't turn out the way you think. Momentary lift, oh. at best. And a surprise, shockingly short. Well, I was in my cups the other night. I almost bought a guitar. Oh, boy. Narrowly, narrowly dodged that what one. What stopped you? You passed out at the keyboard? Woke up, <laughs> vomit all over I, your iPad? Exactly. <laughs> I vomited right on my keyboard, and it, I couldn't, my mouse wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> I was just going to click by. This is a beautiful guitar. Uh, more than half of Americans say their friends bring them joy. What if they don't? Get different friends. Yes. Your friends oh, suck. Dude, I gotta see well, my what friends are your friends again. bringing then? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Disease. Bring joy angst. or bring beer. <laughs> Ask gas or grass. Nobody rides for free. Six in ten said uh, talking to their family brings you joy. I feel sorry for I know people whose family doesn't bring them joy. and uh, Right. I feel <clears> sorry <throat> for you. Uh, that sucks. I was thinking about that. I was hanging out with my parents and my brothers. We all get along. We always have. We've never had, uh, yet anyway, uh, any sort of uh, rift. It just haven't. No. Just no. haven't. I don't know why. The standard mild annoyance once in a great while. It's not but like it we work at it or anything like that. It just happens. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. And I honestly think about that. I don't know why that is. And I think about the line of Tolstoy from the beginning of Anna Karenina. It's one of the more famous lines to start a novel. Um, all happy families are alike. Unhappy, unhappy families are all unhappy in their own unique way. Mm. And I've always thought about that. Do I agree with that? Not agree with that? But here you go. Like my my nu- my nuclear family I grew up in, nobody was trying. It's not like my parents said these are the things we're going to do to make sure we're happy mm-hmm. and get along. Yeah, it just did. And I don't know. So so I don't know if they modeled knowingly or unknowingly conflict resolution or letting things go or. Uh, you know, looking at the big picture, or I don't know. I don't even have any idea. Hmm. But I would guess that, that that is fairly true, that when it works, it's because everybody's doing kind of the same thing. Yes. Not holding grudges, et cetera, et cetera. Right. If there's a problem, you talk about it. I know I'm familiar with one family. Perhaps I even married a girl from it, which there was the dynamic of people always wanted to have something on somebody else. 
you wanted to be the victim or you wanted to have a complaint. It's just the culture was very different. Yeah, I have encountered that too, and I will speak no more of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Same thing. But uh, but but someone wanting to start uh, uh, problems where none exist. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. It's, They're it's getting like, that, and you're getting that. Yeah, well, not worrying about that sort of thing is why we've all gotten along all this time. So yeah, I'm not going to worry about it now. Yeah, some people want to have a gripe. Maybe I guess. <clears throat> Although I don't, maybe you grow don't... up with it. It's your comfort zone. I remember one of my first friends who did the recovery thing. In the course of uh, self-discovery, realized my comfort zone is chaos because that's what I grew up with. God, that's got to be awful because I grew up with the opposite of chaos. I grew up with so much order, order and quiet. And and so anything other than that makes me insane. There are, regardless of what you grew up with, people have a tendency to try to recreate those things. So if you grow up in a healthy place, you you kind of perpetuate that as you grow older. Mm-hmm. If you grow up in chaos, you you kind of manifest chaos around you just because that's what's familiar. Right. Uh, yes, I have experienced that. And uh, it is difficult for the calm one to overtake the chaos one. Mm-hmm. Chaos is easier to create than calm. And that gets back to conservatism and Edmund Burke and all kinds of political theory. But civilization it's, but it's, as opposed to chaos it's yeah. much easier to cre- to uh to to create chaos and keep it going than than create calm and keep it going anyway um back to joy well, yeah I, all it takes is a single actor or a single word in the midst of calm and it's disrupted yep and maybe forever depending on what the actor word was no <laughs> i'm destroying the joy of talking about this poll yes you are 72% agree that technology has brought them a lot of joy during the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of joy. I tend to think of joy in a more, uh, it's like the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. Uh, joy is uh, is more than cheerfulness. It's Maybe it's because I grew up with that word in church a lot. Full it's on like orgasmic? Profa- no. <laughs> no. What's the matter with you? It's despicable. I'm talking about churching. Jesus of Nazareth. Maybe you maybe you heard of him. The Bible. That's right, sir. Um, I've always thought of joy as a, like profound happiness as opposed to cheerfulness. Because you got an ice cream cone. Technology has brought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're happy when you get an ice cream cone, no doubt. But that's yeah. not joy. Technology has brought me a lot of entertainment, but it's the playing video games with my friends that has brought me joy. Being on voice communications and us laughing and struggling and, you know, winning and losing games. That's what that's where the joy comes from. Nice. Not the yeah. technology in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, at least. <clears throat> gotcha. Favorite uh, ice cream, Michael? Favorite flavor? Uh, chocolate mint. It's a fine ice cream. There's no arguing with that. Sean? Uh, vanilla. <sighs> Largely because people have that reaction when I say it. No, I wasn't saying because of that. Okay. No. I was. I was. <laughs> idiot. And it, it, particularly uh, it's if I'm... a fabulous spice. Oh, it's no, it, it is, is great. It is and, and it's a flavor, yes. you moron. And it's jackass is your mother flavors. It's not flavorless. It's a flavor. Right. Vanilla's a flavor. Right. And if they got vanilla <laughs> bean. right in their face here. Now, now it's a flavor. It's in your eye. Vanilla bean on the menu? You're not talking me out of that. Oh, that's good. good. My, my wife likes vanilla. No vanilla bean, no French vanilla. It's got to be just vanilla. Huh. Vanilla about vanilla. I don't know. What, I don't know. I call it freedom vanilla. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even get through without cracking up. You're gonna make you're gonna make fun of me. I, I love the butter pecan. Love Solid. the the BP. 
chocolate as a kid, but uh, I'm definitely vanilla as I get older, I think. Underrated pistachio ice cream. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Really Gelato, good. Pistachio gelato? Mm-hmm. You ever had that? I don't think it's so. It's Italian no. ice cream, basically. I've, I've had gelato. I've never had pistachio gelato. Oh, I'll have to be on the lookout. They're very Bolo. So we've been going to the Sonic. <laughs> we've been going to Yolo. the Yolo. <laughs> Bogo. <laughs> We've been going to the Sonic now and then, and they got a million choices for your, your for your ice cream treats that are just freaking fantastic. But they're all too much. My kids can't even finish a, a small one. Mm. It's just too much. Too, like, candy sugary. Like, I, like I, if I was just going to have a spoonful of ice cream right now, I would like peanut butter or cookie dough or something like that. But if I'm going to have a full cone or something, that's just, it's too much. It makes mm. you feel sick. Yeah. I got a Moose Tracks cone what? the other day. It's a moose tracks. It, it looked. Did you it hunt just it? looked like it, chocolate and and um and like caramel or something like that. Okay, but it so turned it was out the droppings. Well, no. <laughs> well, no. It's a. Is that what that means? Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Moose droppings. Yeah. Yeah. That's odd. Anyway, but it had like candies in it. It had uh, like little mini peanut butter cups in it and stuff, huh. and it was good. But it was the perfect yeah, example of what, what you're I'm talking saying. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one bite of it is freaking awesome, but you right. can't actually have a. Well, I did. <laughs> right down to the tip of the cone. Mint, oh yeah, mint chocolate chip's pretty hard to be. You know, mint uh, your mint chip ice cream is not actually green. They put green coloring in there, and it's, it's been hard to convince my kids that it's like it's okay if it's not green because the not, the really good ice cream shops. They stay away from the the false right. coloring. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, that's the best stuff. What color is what color is the moose knuckle? That's, <laughs> a, that's something completely different. Yeah, you, were having. you order that flavor, you swing differently than me. But um, <laughs> it's it looks like uh, uh, it's like uh, like vanilla bean. Your darker uh-huh. vanilla uh-huh. with your uh, with your chocolate colors and your caramel colors. Little flex. What? Doesn't vanilla bean usually have a little flex in it? Oh, f- f- I thought you meant flex, like flexing your muscles. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, more or less, yeah. I don't okay. know. I didn't study it that carefully. I just ate it. Uh, oh, no, it's gone. I was hungry. <laughs> we all three got- I should have gotten the double scoop. <laughs> we stopped at a nice, couple ice cream places doing a drive to Arizona because you got all that Route 66 stuff, and oh, there's all those yeah. little you know, burger stands and milk shakes and stuff like that. We did that a couple of times. That's good stuff, man. You didn't take Interstate 10? You can drive across the country and not see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my son Sam, because uh, I told him, I said, you can drive the whole Route 66. There are books out and maps, and sometimes people do it in classic cars. You can stay at a hotel. You know, there's there's, there's a thing the to it. Some people do it. movies was about Route 66, wasn't it? Absolutely. We talked about yeah. that because uh, they've both seen cars a thousand times, and Radiator Springs, which was clearly modeled after Silver Springs, because I went through a town that looked like Radiator Springs. It had the same... Huh. Same, like the same exact stuff. So had the TP hotel and everything. Yeah, yeah. it had the yeah. TP hotel. That's what it yeah. was that set my kids off. Anyway, yeah. um, and I was talking to them about how yeah, the road went along from town to town, and then the interstate came by, and you could save, as it says in the movie Cars, you can save ten minutes, but you don't see any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the towns died because nobody's staying at the hotels or drinking the milkshakes or whatever. Right. And then I explained to my kids that. It wasn't really on purpose, like in it was so important to get there quicker. Uh, President Eisenhower decided we needed an interstate system if we ever went to war against a foreign adversary to be able to get our tr- our tanks and our missiles and our ammunition quickly from coast to coast and top to bottom. That's what drove the interstate system. The interstate yep. thing was based off of military planning. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Wow. I mean, it obviously had other infrastructural uh, you know benefits, but yeah, that was it. We had to be more efficient moving troops and and equipment. 
Wow, that's fascinating. Driving highways is so much better than interstates. Sometimes it's completely impractical, I realize. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, if, it's, if it's at all practical, add the hour to your drive and see the towns and stuff like that. It's so cool. Old state route blank is always better than the interstate. Yeah. If, you, if you like seeing things. That brings me joy. Yeah. Well, Milkshakes bring me joy. Holy cow. Two forces have, have done everything in America. The military and porn. Pretty much. The military's the interstate, porn's the internet. There you <laughs> it go. starts with inner. It's either the military or porn. There you go. Jack said moose knuckle today. <laughs> Brought me joy. <laughs> the best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So I watched Avengers Endgame with my son. I watched it because of my son. I would have never seen it without having a young male in the house whose friends have all seen the movie and he hadn't. And uh, I wasn't completely aware that I uh, watched the end of a 23-part series. <laughs> yes, yes. Essentially, yes. <laughs> With no idea what was going on at any point, and neither my son didn't have any idea what was going on either, but enjoyed the movie. But so now that he's kind of into it and I've decided that they're okay for his age, they're definitely okay for his age. God dang it. Who are th- those, those various sites, uh, parents, I'm talking to you, those various sites that tell you what's okay for kids what age, they're way too conservative. I think that's so no no 12-year-old who can't handle it in America watches the movie. Well, you know what I mean? And they break it down by the stupidest categories. So you, you go to a movie like on Common Sense Media, and they, they break it down into categories like sex. Okay, I always click on that box. Because I mean, if there are two no, people, yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> if there are two, <laughs> if there are two people doing it under a bright light, uh, I don't, I don't really want him to see that movie. But there'll be, you know, some kissing and flirting. Okay, that's fine. My ten-year-old can handle that. Yo, can it? Even though he'll pretend like he can't. Ew, no, go away. <laughs> but the one that like will really knock one down is smoking. Okay, so somebody smoked in the movie, so that knocks it down a grade. I don't freaking care if the bad guy smoked a cigarette. Also, consumerism, if there was any product placement. <laughs> I so always if, got sent out of the room during you know, product placement. Yeah, if, somebody, if somebody's <laughs> drinking a Coca-Cola with the label toward the camera, that, no, knock, look. that knocks it down a letter grade. Oh, come on. Anyway, yeah. uh, the superhero movie we watched seemed perfectly okay for him at his age. Um. Uh, so, what would be the next best step? Do I go to start at the beginning with him, or well, you could just go full Tarantino and just watch them all in reverse now, uh, so, <laughs> because not only did you watch the twenty third part of a twenty three part series, that was the second part of a smaller two part series. So, the end game was kind of the second half of the Infinity War movie, which came out the year no, okay. before. So, I really did it wrong. I mean, there's it's it's art consumption. There is no wrong, Jack. This is a judge free zone. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think infinity war would probably be the, uh, certainly the next, the next thing to watch with your kid just to mm. kind of complete that story arc or whatever. Um, and then from there, I think the Thor movies, your kids would enjoy. There's some really fun fish out of water 
Thor operating, you know, ordering a coffee at a Denny's and stuff like that. Captain um, America movie is uh, the the first one was really really good. I enjoyed yes, that. That uh, and uh, and you mentioned you you enjoyed Paul Rudd's portrayal as Ant Man just because he's so friggin' funny. And so you should and if that's how you feel, you should watch the Ant Man movies too because those are very fun and quirky and and yeah. He's uh, a national treasure. That dude is hilarious, and he hasn't aged a day in about thirty years. Opposite yeah, no kidding. Op- he has not aged a day in thirty years. He's the opposite of Robert Downey Jr., who looks in some scenes like he's 75 because <laughs> mm. of his 20-year heroin addiction. Yeah. That is... Where's a boy out? Oh, he looks rough. Yeah. You know, and I actually watched a movie with my son. I paid attention. I wasn't, like, surfing on my phone and kind of there. Just because I remember when I was a kid how much it meant to me, like, if my dad would watch something with me that I was into. Right. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it was huge. And if I realized he wasn't paying attention, it was less huge. Um, So I actually watched it and discussed it with him and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think um, seriously, you'll both like the Captain America movies and and the Thor movies. Yeah, the Thor movies are are good. I'm casting my mind back. I've actually watched a couple of those on your own uh, or with the and kids? Iron Man too. Like, Judy and I would sit down Saturday uh-huh. night and watch it on the cable. Um, uh, I was confused by Captain America fighting Captain America. I don't understand how that works. How do you ever defeat yourself if you have exactly the same intellect and physical prowess? I know my moves. You know exactly what he's going to do. Well, so exactly. does he. But only one of you knows that you're fighting, right? The other guy, the, what is going on? Only one of you has full understanding that you're fighting yourself. Okay. And the one who has the full understanding will probably be a, a, a step ahead. <laughs> but the other one's me. I would kick myself right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you would know that was coming. So you'd no, cross your legs. I wouldn't think I would do that to me, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'd fool you. Oh, my God. I don't have the time for this. Armstrong and Getty. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.